Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, if you want to listen to the full Burt Show every day, uninterrupted, we got no ads on that thing. All you have to do is become a bonus BS subscriber. That's bonus Burt Show. Find out more at thebirdshow.com slash bonus BS. The Burt Show. Look at me back here. Um, I was out yesterday because I'm stupid. <laughs> really, really stupid. Bless and, your heart. And not very disciplined. Um, so I told you guys that <clears throat> the doctor, my holistic doctor, has me on this month-long detox to get the metals out of my body. Um, my body has toxic mercury levels because I eat so much fish. Um, so for 30 days, I've oddly enough, been eating nothing but fish. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> that. Uh, fish, greens, and a whole bunch of different supplements to flush everything out. So it's been pretty disciplined, and for three of the weeks, they are weaning you off foods, and in the very last week, you're allowed to wean yourself back on them. So I got the green light to eat anything that I wanted to eat in this fourth week. Now, I've been pretty disciplined on this detox outside of crumble cookies, which I don't think count. Oh. I didn't read the fine print in this mm. detox. Uh-huh. It says something about sugar, but I, you know. You're going to get so mm-hmm. many DMs wanting to know who this holistic doctor is. That's like, you can not eat anything except crumble cookies. <laughs> yeah, I didn't check in on, uh, with her on that one. Yeah. I was just, I was kind of like ad-libbing around. Yeah, okay. detox, but a stick of butter and a bag of sugar hey, for cookies. you know what? Because so, sometimes your body can get too clean too fast, and yeah. I didn't want that to happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was coming off of it uh, the other night, and uh, it, it was go time. I was allowed to eat anything I wanted. So I said, all right, time to go to Clay's and get the spiciest wings possible. So I went to Clay's. I got uh, wings, and those tasted really good. And then the pizza around me. Okay. That tasted really good. Mm-hmm. They follow wings with pizza. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I wasn't done. <laughs> okay. And I came home. And I had bought a cheesecake. (laughs) So I dug into the cheesecake a little bit. And then there were some Girl Scout cookies that I had ordered also. A whole, like, I mean, a big-ass, like, Costco-looking box of Girl Scout cookies. So uh, I went through some Tagalongs, some Samoas, and some others. And at the end of the night, uh, that was a really rough night. You think? Like, you, wow. you went from fish and greens <laughs> to hot sauce, uh-huh. gluten, I couldn't dairy, sugar. Like, you literally ate all the things your body has been without for four weeks or yeah. three weeks. Yeah, and I felt really good for about 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> if you think about it, the crumble cookies saved you. Because how <gasps> bad would it have been if you hadn't been You're exposing right. your body to any butter or sugar during that whole month? So. You're right. Crumble was probably the best thing you could have done for your health. You were microdosing gluten and sugar. I was way smarter than I thought. Yeah. So totally self-inflicted. Um, I was up pretty much all the night with the cramps and everything. So by the time I woke up, I was like, I was going to be useless for you guys. So that's why I was out yesterday. Sheer stupidity. Uh, Cassie out yesterday also, but not stupid. Yeah, well, my husband started experiencing some symptoms on Saturday and by Sunday night. I was like, go, go, go get them checked. Don't be a dumb dude. And, you know, he's like, oh, well, I'll make a doctor's appointment, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't want you to die. I've had enough going on. Please go to the ER. Is he bleeding out of his eyeballs? Uh, 
no, not out of his eyeballs. And he wasn't in pain, which is why I think he dismissed these symptoms. They weren't painful. I don't want to, it's too early to get into what it was. Um, But essentially, he went to the ER and they uh, ended up doing a CT scan of his abdomen and he has a kidney stone. Oh, Oh, no. And a large kidney stone is five millimeters and his is nine. Oh, Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Now, can they break that thing up with lasers before it comes out of your body? Yeah, he's going to have to go to a urologist down the line. But by the time he got home from the ER, he would have been like, my sleep was jacked up, so I would have been useless here. He wouldn't have been able to look after the kids because it was so late, so I just stayed home. But he's he's fine. Like, of all the things it could have been because he was on a medication for his knee and the symptom that was happening is like a really rare but super severe side effect of this Mm. medication. Wasn't that? So, I mean, I hate to say it, but we lucked out that it's a kidney stone. So is he playing like urine roulette right now where that thing is going to pass? You just don't know when you're... too big. It's too big to pass. It's too big. So you have to chop off his penis (laughs) to get to it? And it's not not how that works. (laughs) No, I think they'll do ultrasonic. He's got to go to the doctor, but ultrasonic lasers or something, sound waves or something, break it up, and then he can pass it in smaller pieces. Damn. I'd be like, hit that thing. So many times with that laser because I want I like know. dust coming out. <laughs> right. Yeah, but that's about the the ultrasonic wave part is painful too because it feels it? like you're getting punched oh. every single time. Good God. Yeah. Oh, okay. Have you have have you men ever had to pass a kidney stone? No. no thankfully, I no. had a, one of my best friends was he had them all the time. I felt so bad for him, and so my, oh, I'm so sorry, Chad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what I know about them because I'm sure every listener that has had a bad experience will yes. DM you today. Yeah. So enjoy that. But it's not a pleasant experience, as I understand. I've heard it is a brutally unpleasant experience, and it sounds so benign. Oh, you have a kidney stone, but when it it happens, it's supposed to be very, very bad, but still beats the alternatives for what his symptoms could have been, so we will take the kidney stone happily. It's the anticipation of going every time and not Mm -hmm. knowing when I mean, with others, mm. uh, when it's broken up, when it's going to pass. Like, because the doctor will be honest with you. Your friends are going to be way too honest with you about it also. So it just doesn't come out as soon as you leave the doctor's office. You don't know when that thing is going to pass. So anytime you go pee, you're like, oh, God, is this going to be it? Is this going to be it? It's the anticipation, I think. That is horrible. I couldn't imagine that. Oh, my mind. All right. Well, I'm glad he's feeling okay. Thanks. Got it under control. The Burt Show. Hi, Katie is wondering if she and her generation have lost their minds or is this common now? (laughs) I wouldn't say lost our minds. It's just that I feel younger millennials are really struggling right now in this economy. And it's it's a thing, especially with my friends that I know will go to the grocery store. Like my friend the other day, she went to the grocery store. She's like, y'all. I spent $150 on like four items. This is crazy. It's little things like that where it's like the cost of living is not balancing out with salaries. Well, did she buy four Wagyu steaks? What'd she get? <laughs> no, she had, she got something simple like uh, some juice and like some tenders. It was something like that. Oh, no, this yeah. is a common what? complaint. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is a common complaint right now. Groceries are just through the roof and people are really, especially families are struggling. Sounds mm-hmm. like it's a good time for a fast. but because there's like this imbalance i know that some friends are choosing to live with their parents it's easier to live with your parents and balance out the bills that way one of my friends she's like you know what this job doesn't pay me enough and there is so stressful i'm just gonna quit move back in with my parents Mm -hmm. it's i'm hearing it more and more often and now there's a trend that two of my friends are actually starting and i saw this on tiktok they're doing tiny homes because they can't afford to really live on their own right now. Like yeah. I know for in our city, the to live a comfortable life, you have to make an average of 75K. But the average person in the U.S. between our age, well, my age, 24 to 35, makes 50K. That's it, really? Yeah. Dang. So what else are you going to do? Make a tiny home. These tiny homes have, you know, you've seen them, right? You mm-hmm. want to explain what they are? Um. I don't, I call them like a little shed that they just decked out. So like what my friend is, one of my friends, what she's done is instead of living in the house with her mom, she took her mom's backyard and she built herself a tiny one bedroom, a uh, tiny home. And she loves it. She's like, it doesn't, I don't have to pay for anything. All I had to do is pay to get it set up, have a bathroom, have a bedroom. I spend time there, spend time with my boyfriend. Boom, and I'm saving money. And then another one of my friends, she's actually married. Married with two kids. She won't be long. 
They move into that tiny house. No, you know what they say. The smaller the home, the closer the family. Yeah. yeah, yeah this is such yeah, thing yeah. too close. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Does it come with a divorce agreement? <laughs> no. <laughs> but their tiny home is actually going to be way bigger. Like, her husband's going to have an office. Like, they're in the backyard is big enough for them to build it, but then they can save money so that they can eventually move out and get their own home. And I'm starting to know this, notice it more and more. The millennials were like, you know what? Bump this. We can just build a little tiny home mm-hmm. and live in this little tiny space and then try to save. How much do these things usually go for? Because I'm looking it up right now. And <clears throat> if you've never seen one of these t- tiny homes, they can be anywhere between the, um, the size of 100 to 400 square feet. So you're putting a bathroom in there. You got like a main studio room, right? And I'm guessing a little kitchenette and 400 square feet. Yeah. Ooh, that's tight. Well, it's like a hotel room. Yeah, I guess yeah. 400 yeah. square feet. Yeah. 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 No, that's like a, okay. I mean, it's actually a little bit bigger than some, most hotel rooms. Which is nice for a hotel room because you know you're going to be out of there on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it would be tough with like kids or a spouse, but mm. alone, if you think about it, it's literally yeah. just taking your room out of your parents' house. It's like a studio apartment almost. Yeah, I think yeah. it's it's such a great idea. And I think we're one of the few cultures that where it's not normal to live with your parents and extended family for a significant amount of time. I think this is awesome and it's a great way to save and use the land and space and tiny homes. I've seen people moving into like RVs and campers as mm-hmm. well. Or um, I don't know what they're like prefab mobile homes now are like deluxe inside mm-hmm. with like granite countertops. I I love the trend, honestly. This yeah. is a luxury, foldable and expandable tiny house for $35,000. Is oh it a God. tent? Because that's what it sounds no, like. No, it's like a, this high tech, beautiful looking little home. Yeah, it's like very modern. That's awesome. Yeah. I always said that the cost I had when I lived with my parents, because that's, I lived with them for like seven months before I moved out onto my own in my hometown. I was like, the cost was my mental health, even though like my pockets were full. And I don't regret it for a second. Like it really did set me up for a good financial future. But like having to cohabitate with your parents, like I was like, can I build a tent in the backyard? But I, I couldn't see myself living in like a studio space in the backyard when like there's a full-on kitchen right across this like literally 10 feet away i'm in my tiny little house and there's a whole like dining room and fridge to me i'm like why not just bank the cash and just suffer the mental health consequences you'd be making a lot of treks to the main house for all that stuff and (laughs) just sleeping in your tiny house i don't think it's an awful idea at all i would value my mental health more i would just make that walk (laughs) just to get like a home-cooked meal but like for my sorority sister she's saving way more from 2100 to 30 square feet less than right? she had and it's free it's Oops. a good thing they women because i don't think it would work for like a single man i don't think you, i don't think you could bring a woman to the tiny house <laughs> <laughs> well, it, ma- it makes everything look. else look bigger yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <Touché. okay. laughs> the bird show Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. I thought Nicki Minaj's horrible diss track was the only trouble we were going to get from Megan Thee Stallion's latest song, Hiss. If you missed this yesterday, we completely recapped the beef between Megan Thee Stallion and Nicki Minaj. But basically what happened was Megan Thee Stallion put out a new song called Hiss. And in the track, she has a lyric called these or that says, these hoes don't be mad at Megan. These hoes are mad at Megan's law. And that's a reference to a law where uh, it, it basically all sex offender information has to be public. And that's a big deal because Nicki Minaj is married to a registered sex offender. So it was kind of like a little like, ooh, uh, to it's Nicki. It was a dig to Nicki. And obviously she wasn't happy about it. So then she created this horrible diss track called Bigfoot that was honestly really embarrassing. Uh, just so I'm clear. So... This all happened to Nicki Minaj's husband when he was like 15 years old or something like that, right? Or 15 years ago, something like that. I don't know that it happened right. to him, whereas he he was the perpetrator. I, mean, I don't know any of the details on it. Yeah, he, he committed the crime when okay. he was about 15 years old. Okay. Which was about that time ago, 15 years ago. Got it. Um, but base, so Nikki obviously very upset, put out the song Bigfoot and everyone was kind of like, all right, this beef is going to blow over in like a week. Well, now the father of the young girl who is the center of what created Megan's law, Richard Conka, he is so upset about the fact that Megan Thee Stallion put 
uh, Megan's Law in her song. So he uh, told TMZ that basically it felt like he w- they were dragging his daughter's name into a, an expletive riddled song. He felt that it was very disrespectful. Uh, he felt that it was being used in a graphic and offensive manner that was very painful to him and his family. He says that he's now looking in le- into legal options, but there's really nothing you could do because artists have creative freedom to be able to talk about historical uh, events. So really, he's kind of like SOL here, which is really kind of sad because if, if it's painful to your family, it's it, it does seem a little cheap mm-hmm. to be in a diss track. Um, Mo, a little of history here. Where did all this start? It's a lot of different um, <clears throat> theories on why they're beefing. The one that I've heard that I believe the most is that uh, Nikki felt a way when she did the Hot Girl Summer song with Meg. And then shortly after that, Meg teamed up with Cardi to do WAP. And WAP got a lot more recognition than Hot Girl Summer did. It just was a much bigger record. And Nikki has always been pretty petty in that whoever my enemies are, if they're your friends, then you're my enemy mm-hmm. as well. So she didn't she didn't appreciate that Meg worked with her and then turned around and worked with Cardi knowing that they had been beefing. I see. And I think there were also some rumors going around that Megan Thee Stallion was uh, pressuring Nikki to termina- terminate her pregnancy because obviously, like, why would you want to have a baby with somebody who's a registered sex offender? Obviously, Nikki didn't like that. So I think there's just a lot under the surface. So it's going to be a really interesting story to follow, but I do really feel for this family because I'm sure it's pretty painful that this is in a in a rap track. And to give you insight on exactly what Petty did, um, so uh, trigger warning here. He was convicted of attempted rape in the first degree in April of 1995 for the assault um, the previous year of a then 16-year-old girl. Um, he was 15, she was 16, but that was the charge. I see. And that's what he got convicted of. And you can't really tell um, Megan's dad how to feel. I, I get where he's coming from. I really don't think Megan the Stallion, though, was trying to ridicule that. I think she was, if anything, she brought a lot of awareness to it because a lot of people had no idea what Megan's law was. And now mm-hmm. you see how many people do. So I actually think she helped the cause, but you can't tell the, the, the victim's dad how to feel. Uh, I completely agree. All right. If you hide your pregnancy from the public, is it technically lying? So Hallie Bailey is clapping back at people who are saying that she lied about her pregnancy. So she's a young mom uh, and she recently brought her son into the world and she talked about how she was editing her bump out of photos and, you know, trying to make sure that this didn't really become public knowledge until her kid was here. And it got it sparked a lot of debate on Twitter and somebody named Echo Does Radio said, I don't think people are are mad that she hit her pregnancy. People are more so annoyed that she went out of her way to lie and gaslight about it. Then she shaded people and called them desperate. And now she wants the same desperate people to know every little detail because now she's being very public about the fact that she has her son. And so in response, Hallie said, I never lied or even said anything about it, honey. I'll never understand why you are mad. I protected my own peace. Wouldn't you do the same? And I'm going to share my pics now if I want to, because my son is here safely. If you don't want to see it, just... Just keep scrolling, baby. LOL. God bless you. I, I think she did the right thing. Like, if I was a famous person, like, Kylie Jenner did the same thing. Mm-hmm. You were, are probably terrified that someone's going to come after you or something's going to happen to your kid, especially because, like, the Little Mermaid movie just came out. She's launched into stardom. Yeah, I was kind of blown away by the level of hate that she was getting because she hit her pregnancy. And I'm like, that's, to me, that doesn't constitute as lying, one. It's none of your business. Um, And two, you're doing whatever you need to do to to protect yourself and to protect your baby and to protect your own mental health. So be it. Yeah, I think sometimes fans feel a certain amount of entitlement. Like, you owe us the truth on everything that's going on in your life. And these celebrities don't owe you anything at all. They're allowed to pick and choose what they want to share based on their comfort level. I completely agree. If I was that famous, I would be very private because what people do and when you give them information and how they run with it and how they comment on it, I, I completely get it. Yeah, you got to keep things secret uh, as long as you can because the public is going to take with, take it and run with it. All right, Kanye West, he's rep- responding to claims his new wife has no free will. I'll tell you what he told reporters on your next e-buzz on the Burt Show. The Burt Show. Oh, tell me if this is accurate or not. I think because the emails are starting to come in now about Valentine's Day. I think that women are using your women mind, which is what you do because you are a woman, um, to sort of apply to your men on Valentine's Day when the truth of the matter is we don't process that day as importantly as you do. You feel like women are trying to almost make it as important to us as it is to them? No, I think they're putting pressure on themselves with their gifts to their dudes uh, where gifts need, uh, where guys need much less 
because it's a special day for a woman, right? It hits them differently than it hits a dude. Yeah, I agree. In recent times, I feel like I've definitely heard women be more vocal about, like, trying to get that day right for men. And, yeah, men, we mostly don't care about that. <laughs> we're, we're simple. Yeah, yeah. We're simple. All right, so this email here is she's got a boyfriend who she wants to celebrate Valentine's Day with him, except his birthday is on Valentine's Day also. So now she's got the double whammy to deal with. Bird Show. I heard the segment about whether or not men should receive gifts on Valentine's Day. I loved what everyone had to say. I have a predicament, and I need your advice. My man was born on Valentine's Day. A lot of people think that's super cute, but it makes his birthday so hard. I feel real guilty every year when he walks in the door with goodies for me on his birthday. I've told him so many times that I want the day to be about him and his birthday. But every time I bring it up, he expresses that he feels guilty, even thinking about not doing anything for me and our daughters. He'd rather not even celebrate his birthday than take away from our Valentine's Day. This guy. <laughs> oh, what a rotten one. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> Do you guys have any ideas on how I can change things up so that he can have an amazing birthday that's solely about him? He deserves to be celebrated. How do I convince him that he doesn't need to think about me on his birthday? Okay, that's an important line there, that last one. How do I convince him that he doesn't need to think about me on his birthday when he is clearly telling you that's what he wants to do? Yeah, so <laughs> let's have a little heart-to-heart -heart here. Uh, pot intended because it's Valentine's Day. You're trying to force him to do what you want to do on his birthday. This is his birthday. This is not your birthday. And if that's what he, I, I, you're coming from a good place. Your intentions are pure. They are so sweet. And I sincerely love you for it. For it. I really do. But if, if he's telling you he'd rather not celebrate his birthday than take away from Valentine's Day, that's what he wants for his birthday. Give the man what he wants for his birthday. And we all know what that is. Because I've been this woman. <laughs> I've been, exactly. I've been this woman that I'm like, I'm trying to force my husband to do things that I think he should do. And no, that's not him. That's not what he wants. So instead of doing what you think the other person wants, how about you just do what the person wants? No, I completely agree. And I, for some people, birthdays mean a lot to them. Like I have a lot of friends who are those birthday princesses. Once it hits, you know, August or September, it's their birthday month. Ugh. But some people are just not. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, some people are just not like that. Some people do not put that kind of weight on their birthday or on holidays like Valentine's Day. Honestly, I think sometimes birthdays make people really uncomfortable. Like, have we figured out what to do when people sing happy birthday to you? To you? It's like the most awkward thing. You're just sitting that. there. Mm -hmm. You're like, what do I do with my uh -huh. hands? Where do I look? And no, I think we're going to do it every day. Every day until your birthday. We're all just going to stop and stare at you and sing happy birthday. Oh, I love you this idea. You just said to give a man what he wants for his birthday. <laughs> but not you. You're the exception. Okay. So I just think you need to do what he's telling you. Men are very simple. They will tell you what they want. They're not like women where they tell you one thing, but they want you to hard turn and do, a, and do something else. Just let, have a normal Valentine's Day like you have in the past. I don't know. I feel a little differently about this. I feel like if she says he feels guilty, he said he feels guilty not showing up with stuff. To me, that says he's doing it maybe out of obligation. What I would suggest to him, and he gets to be the final call, is I would say, hey, let's continue to celebrate our daughters this day and let you and I have our own Valentine's Day on the Friday after Valentine's Day so we can celebrate your birthday. That way, y'all can do your daughters together. It takes the load off his shoulders, but he still gets to celebrate you and you still get to have that day together. Did you say that he feels guilty or she feels guilty? I thought she said that he feels uh -huh. guilty she showing said, up. I feel really guilty every year no. when he walks no, in the door. No, with good. Every time says I bring he feels it up, guilty. he expresses that he oh, okay. feels guilty. Okay. Which is really sweet of him, but that way everybody wins and he can still have his day. I, I agree with Kristen on this one. I, I think if he wants something different, then he should just man up and say it. But until he says it, I hate to generalize <laughs> things and say that men and women, because everybody is different, but I, the mo most men that I know just don't really look at birthdays the way most women that I know do. Mm -hmm. And in every woman I've dated, it's been that. She wanted to turn my birthday into her birthday. <laughs> and I'm like, I just look at birthdays as I'm getting older. I'm not that excited, actually. Right. It's, it's, it's not that big of a deal for me. I'm I'd rather force you to have fun. I'm going to force you to That scared the hell out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where it was coming from. <laughs> It's the ghost of birthdays past. Yeah. That's, that Satan sound is always in her belly. Yeah, Look 
waiting for a reason to get out. We had that all this time. All this time. Yeah, I think with this email, here's the problem here, is that both of you guys are too considerate. Right. He's being considerate. You're being considerate. What a problem we got here. It's not a bad problem to have. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. In the overall scheme of things, you guys are doing just fine. The Burt Show. All right, so Amber here. It looks like Jackson and Katie are taking you on, taking your case on, I should say, for Valentine's Day. Yes, it's yeah. very interesting hearing people complaining about, oh, they gave me for my Valentine's Day. Well, at least you have a Valentine. <laughs> Preach. You know? Th- thank you, Air 5 Abbas. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, my love life is trash, Katie. All right, so to give, <laughs> give a quick recap, because this is mm-hmm. the day that you and Kristen were out, Bert. Mm-hmm. Um, we... Jackson and I have determined that, you know, Amber needs love. And she hasn't had a Valentine in a while. We're not going to say how long. When so, was Reagan? Oh, no, wait. Yeah, we are. How when long? was he in office? Who? Who? Reagan. When was he in <laughs> Reagan. Wow. <laughs> Yikes. Um, it's a tougher case than you thought. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. That was like a year or so. Make sure that Bert and Kristen understand how we got here in that Jackson looked at her profile and thought it was so bad that, she, that he took it to Katie and had Katie look at it and All say, right. do you see anything wrong with this? And that's how we got to this place okay. of desperation for fine Amber or Valentine. So just curious, Jackson, what did you see for those that are listening that might have an equally <clears throat> crappy profile? What did you see that's like, it, that's definitely going to be woman or dude repellent right there? That's actually why Katie and I are here today because uh, we had Amber actually send us her profiles and we went through them and gave a little bit of a diagnosis as to what, what we... We think are some proper recommendations for how it can be improved. Okay, and can these be applied to others also, or is this a strictly an amber thing here? Some of these are amber specific. All right, what do we have here, you guys? All right, I'll kick us off. Uh, mm-hmm. Her bio. So she sent us both her Bumble and her Hinge. Okay. No, I don't have Hinge. I ended up doing Facebook. Dating, that's all I have. You're, I, you're literally right I next to the I will get a hinge. <laughs> I will. I will. Wait, this, this is, I do Facebook dating. I will get a hinge. Do you still call it the Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> um, so first recommendation, it's kind of a long bio, but the last part is says, if I swipe on you, I may just think you would be cool people to hang out with as well. Can't have too many friends. To me, a dating profile needs to be very clear with what your intentions are. And sure, maybe you are looking to make some friends, but your dating app is not the place to do that. So um, there's also another little part where you can like add what you're looking for. So hers says looking for chatting, friendship, long-term relationship. To me, you need to be much more direct about what your intentions are. I dig that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Screw friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're not so trying to find friends. <laughs> you're trying to like soft launch almost. Like not too much I pressure was. here, just kind of a soft launch. And Jackson's like, no, nah, man, tell them exactly what you want. Yeah. Okay. And, and Jackson's right, because like I said, it's been years, y'all. <laughs> years. <laughs> Katie, I'm terrified. Okay, we're going to get you unterrified. So the second thing that I notice is that in a world where everyone is all, oh my gosh, what's your sign? What's your rising moon? And all that stuff. You put on there that you're a Gemini, right? I know, and that's the oh, part of most... Off. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> bad rap. You know what I mean? Exactly, and I think that you should remove that. Don't. We're not going to talk about birthdays until we got to get you a first date first. What okay? do Geminis usually say to everybody else like what is it what is it saying that you guys are so anti everybody pretty much knows gemini's to be two different people they have two different personalities they're very dynamic it's hard to deal with them. okay so you're saying hide that fact mm. okay <laughs> i feel like it's more the may gemini's that kind of mess it up for the june ones but you know it's, it's <laughs> semantics um and the last thing that we wanted to talk about the pictures okay. sounds like an all intervention of all, all of them every while, last one while we have you here amber we need yeah. to talk to you about your pictures. <laughs> it's mm. a total intervention. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Amber, beautiful woman, right? These pictures, I don't know where these, what archive or <laughs> where these are coming from. My but, life, Jackson. But, but these need to be. What's wrong with them? Revamped and updated. Okay, so the, very, the first one that I want to show you guys is, uh, I'm going to describe <laughs> it for everyone who's listening, is her standing in a weirdly dimly lit room in front of what looks like a vault. Huh. I was doing an abandoned oh my God, bank yeah. 
video on my YouTube channel. Mm, some people do All like right. the serial killer yeah. look, so. That yeah. screams, it puts the lotion on its skin. Yes. <laughs> it, it looks like that's a picture you took in your basement, so and that exists there. That's and the profile pic? No. Oh, it's just one that you scroll through. One, okay. Yeah. Don't be ridiculous, Bert. It's not the profile pic. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's the profile pic, oh, because okay. the profile pic is not giving enough as well. And there's a thing with open mouth pictures that you do that kind of will scare some women away. <laughs> Exhibit A. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. That's what? your profile pic? Let me see. A That's... selfie in the car? Which one uh, is With it? your mouth open? With her mouth <laughs> open. <laughs> we did a full Burt Show photo shoot with Glam. What I, the hell is I, that? I was trying to show <laughs> that I had a Personality. <laughs> That's what the showing? date is for, Amber. The date is to show your personality. <laughs> You're never going to be able to show it with a picture like that. Yo, what's a date? <laughs> this I is know what we're that trying you to have. change. I, exactly. I know that you have some great photos that are, first of all, not dated because there's a lot of 2007 photos on there. Um, there's a lot of open mouth, vault photos. We can change that. If we change your photos, we can land you a date. So let me just ask you guys a question globally when it comes to dating, all right? So these might not be great for you guys, right? But is it possible that the woman that is scrolling on her, that is perfect for Amber, would look at these pictures you guys say they're terrible, but for somebody, these are awesome. The soft launch, the pictures that aren't really well highlight. This is perfect for her. On a dating app, we are our most shallow and judgmental selves. Like when we are swiping, we become our worst. We become the worst versions of ourselves, and that's just a fact. Everybody is kind of looking for an objective attractiveness, which is why I think I don't think you need to downplay who you are, but you want to kind of market yourself to the masses so that you have the best chances of going out with your person. And I believe that as the second resident lesbian here, <laughs> right, <laughs> I know what a lot of women are looking for, especially in a mass presenting mm. woman like Amber. Okay. And those pictures will run them away. Okay. Oh. All right. We got a couple of this. days, man. When but... it comes to the photos, it's the confidence. I just got to find photos that I'm confident in. And that's sad that those are the, the ones that I like the most. Before, here, here we go. Before you upload a single photo uh -huh. gather some that you like we will it's going to be a democracy and we will vote on whether or not these get uploaded to your profile all right let's do it okay right. the bird show all right we're going to get sasha on here in just a couple of seconds she's all stressed out she just moved in with a dude and she already thinks he's messing around on her so uh we'll talk to her in just one second uh are you guys pizza traditionalists where it's like pepperoni cheese and then leave everything else off of that or you get fancy with it no i'm i'm, I'm a veggie gal Veggie gal. Yeah. I'm a traditionalist for sure. Traditionalist. I don't like to get fancy with it. I know people get very upset about the whole pineapple thing. But it's disgusting. Uh, no, it's not. No, 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 no. It's really so, not. No, so no, no, it's not. No, thank you. Pineapple and jalapeno will surprise you. What? Just saying. Uh, there's a company out in uh, a pizza place out in California, though, that is starting to push guacamole on pizza. Uh-uh. No. Uh -uh, right? It's a no for Hell me. no. I saw on an Instagram reel, somebody made... A Chick-fil-A pizza. <gasps> okay. Okay. So they pushed out the dough. They put the Chick-fil-A sauce. Yeah. They put the nug they chopped up nuggets. Then they covered it with cheese. <laughs> uh -huh. nah. Popped it in the popped it in the oven. Popped it back out. A little more Chick Fil A sauce Ooh. and cut that. It was a Chick Fil A what? pizza. What? That's Jesus pizza. It is. It is. Go make you see God. <laughs> I tell you, I'm a traditionalist, but the one of the best pizzas I ever had was a mashed potato, fried chicken, and gravy Just pizza. Huh? Absolutely not. That's well, what I thought. And then I ordered it, and I was like, oh, I have seen the light. I have seen God. It was so good. So don't knock it till you try it. All right, Sasha still is in like this honeymoon period. She should be with her boyfriend. They just move in together, and now she's already thinking this dude might be screwing around. Uh, hey, Sasha, good morning. Hey, good morning. Hi. Okay, so you want our help to try to catch this dude if he's cheating or not? Yes. What do we got? All right, so look, my boyfriend and I just moved in together a month ago, right? And we signed a one-year lease recently, and we've been together a little over a year, and I thought it made sense to move in. So now that we're living together, I realize how much time he's been staying up late, scrolling on his phone, and also texting. And he always has his phone angled in, like, this weird way that I can't see what he's doing. Sometimes when he thinks I'm sleeping, he'll just get up and go in the other room. And I'm like, what is going on? I don't think he's seeing anyone else since we spent so much time together and let's see that work. But part of me wonders, 
what is he doing online and who is he texting uh-huh. with? So that's why I'm asking y'all, can you help me by testing him with your Instagram scam segment? So what would be the reason why you're hiding your phone or just angling it a little bit so nobody else gets to see it? That would be legit. Well, it's possible exactly. he could be buying her a special gift that he doesn't want her to see, and he has to go in the other room to make special requests for it and order he, it. Why can't he do that in the middle of the day or whatever? <gasps> uh, mm, he's busy. He's busy. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's super busy. Maybe he's working with somebody to design the perfect engagement ring. And they're only open during the PM hours. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Our jewelers are old PM jeweler. Yeah. <laughs> I know a lot of jewelers that open at 11 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> That's when they get their creative juices flowing, I, I, baby. I see. I see. Do y'all have a maybe like a birthday, anniversary, anything like that coming up? Maybe he's trying to surprise you with something. I hope so. I mean, that would be the best case scenario. So He's trying to surprise her with a side piece. <laughs> surprise! So let me ask you this then, because you guys just didn't pop in. Uh, you weren't dating for one day, and then you started living together. So you have a history here of you guys being with each other late at night. Is this new for him, or has he always done this? You know, he's always been... I mean, this is kind of new. I mean, I just really noticed it because we've been living together recently, you know? So I just find it very strange. Yeah, I've got, I got nothing here on why you would hide it or angle it or leave the room and go to another room. That that no. sounds super shady. I mean, I'm, I'm imagining myself, you know, sitting on the couch next to my husband. And if he was purposefully angling his phone yeah. a certain way so I can't see it, that that's like huge red flag behavior. I, I can't think of anything yeah. else he'd be doing. I, that's not obviously something he doesn't want you to see. But my like mm. uh, knee jerk reaction would have been to ask, "What are you doing? You, mm. you never asked." <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> that's a crazy idea. Yeah, you know. Sasha, is it possible that you're just paranoid? Like, would you describe yourself as somebody who's highly anxious and kind of always goes to the worst case scenario? You know, I mean, I don't know if I'm being paranoid because we just moved in together. I'm just hoping i'm just hoping that it's not what i think it might be well yeah i mean what an idiot though if it is like what if it's something like not necessarily cheating but maybe he's like betting on games or something and he doesn't want no okay so i just realized i'm that person or the one that's cheating on bart no i'm not (laughs) cheating on bart um I, I angle my phone a certain way because there are certain games I play on my phone and I'm embarrassed by it <laughs> and I don't want him to see. Which ones? Well, right now it's Wordscape. I'm very into it. But they have games within the games and I'm trying to get all my animals up to four levels instead of three. Sure. And then sure. and, and sure you, you offered all this information up for free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like I catch myself hiding my phone from my husband because I'm embarrassed about my Wordscapes game. Yeah, I got to get that old screen protector that darkens it out and doesn't yes. let anybody see yeah. it. Right, right. Yeah. All right, Sasha, here's what we'll do tonight. We will test your man uh, one way or the other, and let's see if he comes clean the next day, okay? Okay, thank you. All right, good luck. Hopefully it's just Wordscapes. Yep. I'm sure it's just That's Wordscapes. Wordscapes. <laughs> He's cheating with Wordscapes. <laughs> The Bird Show. All right, Abby, quick check in here because it was last week when Abby was telling one of her personal stories about being frustrated when it comes to dating. I made the suggestion again and now put some money on the line on it also that I really feel. And I think that women and men can learn this. Like once you don't care, that's when the universe all of a sudden throws men and women in front of you. There's I don't know what it is, but there's a chemistry that if you really put it on the back burner and you don't care, that's when all sorts of men and women will start to be attracted to you. So I put $1,000 on the line for Abby, and I'm like, okay, for 30 days, all you got to do is make that not even consider going out with a dude. Don't be attracted to any. Don't look at him, nothing. Just live your life, and let's see how that goes. Yeah, it's not going well. No. So this weekend, I could not have cared any less about meeting a man. I talked about this yesterday. Me and my friend, we decided to go up to the Battery, which is a spot where typically guys will hang out, but that wasn't the purpose of why we were going there. I was like, let's just sit at the bar, have a beer. I was getting my car fixed. So I'm like, let's just sit around for about two hours. Mm-hmm. Little did we know, it was literally the most crowded I've ever seen that place. It was <laughs> Braves Fest. Had no idea that was happening. Oh, wow. It and was so, just swimming with men. We were swimming. <laughs> we, we, we were drowning in the mess. 
And so I show up. I'm not wearing any makeup. My hair looks just like this, ratty, and I've got a ball cap on. And I'm thinking, perfect. This is the ideal opportunity to be able to test out if this is going to work. So me and my girl, we pop up at the bar. We're not looking at the men, despite the fact that they are everywhere. I'm making zero eye contact with anybody except for my friend and my Topo Chico. And... Nothing happened. Literally nothing happened. This is truly dry January. (laughs) This is the driest, (laughs) the driest of January. We are in the Sahara right now. (laughs) Just dust, uh, what are those dust clouds rolling everywhere? Tumbleweeds. Tumbleweeds just all throughout, all throughout my body. Anyway, so I was feeling real low. I was feeling real low until Sunday night and the true love spark of the, the flames were burning on Sunday. When I was on Twitter and I saw my boy Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift mm. canoodling on the field, they were celebrating that AFC championship. And I had a little thought. It was real sweet. It was so sweet. Oh my God. It was so cute. Anyway, I had this thought and I thought, okay, to me, every straight woman that doesn't hate Taylor Swift wants what they have. Even if you hate Taylor Swift, you can acknowledge the fact that what they have is beautiful. It is what rom-coms are made of. He's going to her concert supporting her. She's going to his games and supporting him. They have each other's back online. They, yeah, it's nice. They're two people at the top of their game. Mm -hmm. And I thought, hmm. Making each other better. Making each other better. And I thought to myself... Yeah, I think Taylor Swift is like throwing him passes. <laughs> I mean, behind every great man is a great woman. Behind every great woman is a great man. Like, you need your, you need that cheerleader support. I don't okay. know. They were both pretty great before they came into each other's yeah, I lives. I thought so, too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, think, but think about how much better they're about to get. They've only been together for seven months. Like, we're just... We haven't even... This is just the tip of the iceberg. Right. This is the mirage, though, Abby. But go ahead. This is the mirage, the intoxicating time, where the pictures are flowing and they're so happy and everything he does is so cute, but in six months, it's going to be annoying. This is the perfect time right now. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm sitting there watching true love flourish on the field of the Ravens stadium. And I thought to myself, if I was going to mock up my perfect romance, like my, finding my perfect guy with the ideal relationship situation, wouldn't I want it to go exactly how the Tavis romance has gone. You got two people at the top of their game doing their own things, minding their own business, mm-hmm. when a man recognizes game mm-hmm. and makes a move and comes into her world. This six foot five football player made mm-hmm. friendship bracelets yeah. for a bunch of other football players for his little tight end camp. Oh, I saw the best meme, a picture of him making that friendship bracelet for Taylor Swift saying how it started. And then Fast, flash forward to them on the floor of the AFC championship, like embracing each other and how it's going. It's so <laughs> great. He literally just bought them matching friendship, diamond friendship bracelets that say TNT on it for Taylor <gasps> and Travis. It's so oh. It's so TNT. That's you get so it. corny. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> because yeah. they're uh-huh. dynamite together. Right. Oh, God. <laughs> Did she mention that? It's so cheesy and perfect. <laughs> It's just, it, to me, I'm like, I, that's exactly what I want. Like, I want to be at the top of my game when I meet Mr. Right, and I want him to be yeah. at the top of his game, and I want him to be a man about it and approach me, because that's what I was complaining about yesterday, that the only reason I have this quote-unquote air of desperation is that it's more frustration than anything, because women are going out, we're doing two hours worth of hair and makeup to look good, and we're not getting any acknowledgement from I, the other sex. I appreciate everything you're saying. But I'm also a huge fan of managing expectations. While it is beautiful and nice what Taylor and Travis have, I feel like because it's on this pedestal and they are who they are, it's it's kind of exaggerated. And that may be unattainable for like the average Joe. Well, I can have the the average girl version of this. Like, okay, okay am I going to get a Travis Kelsey adjacent person? No, but I can get the Abby Murphy adjacent person, mm-hmm, sure. which is maybe just a dude who works in finance, and mm-hmm. that's totally fine. And really, I'm not asking for a lot. I'm asking to look good at a bar and for a man to approach me and say, you. But not this month. But <laughs> I, I feel like this is um, conflicting with the spirit of what I suggested. You do? I do. 
Because mm. you still have this air of wanting it too much. Where I feel like you want it more now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Kristen and I did say yesterday mm. that she is not completely convincing the universe that she doesn't no. want it. And until that happens, the right. universe is not going to respond. So now we got to start the 30 days again. What do, I, <laughs> <laughs> what do I need to do to let the universe know? Not care. Yes. Not care at I, all. Not look at them with these lovey-dovey eyes. Oh, I want this for me so bad. You just got to not care at all for 30 days. Lose romance for 30 days. It's not even on the table. It's not possible. Then give me my thousand dollars back. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. kidding. (laughs) Oh, it just got back on the table real quick. Hey, romance. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. It looks like Kanye West is angling to be Marvel's next anti-hero because after he snatched a reporter's phone, he called himself a grown-ass superhero. Mm. So this all has to do with an interaction he had with a TMZ reporter. She was asking about reports that claimed that Kanye had banned his wife, Bianca, from social media, supposedly for her own protection. So yesterday, he's walking down Hollywood Boulevard. He's wearing one of those all-black morph suit masks, so you can't really see that it's Kanye, but, like, who else is going to be wearing that on Hollywood Boulevard? (laughs) Only Kanye. And (laughs) this reporter... So bizarre, man. (laughs) It's very weird. Uh... This reporter walks up to him and starts asking him if his wife has free will. Immediately, he grabs her phone. It's and a fair question. It, it is a fair question. It's it's a free country, as he's about to say in this audio clip where he starts defending himself. Hey, Kanye, people want to know if Bianca has her free will. Some people are saying you're controlling her. Would you think yeah. that you're a white woman who could walk up on me like that and ask me some dumb like that? Asking me about my wife, talking about does she got free will? Are you crazy? You ain't saying this America. You got free will, you're running for TMZ company. I'm a legend. You understand that? I'm here to support Charlie Wilson. You come ask me some dumb about my wife. That's about my wife. You understand what I'm saying? No, tell me. Was it wrong for you to ask me? Was that wrong or right? I'm sorry, Kanye. I just need my phone. No, no. Answer the question. I'm supposed to answer your questions? Answer my question. I got your phone now. They gonna arrest me for taking your phone? Arrest me for taking your phone there. I don't... You answer the question. You ask me, did my wife have free will? Was that a dumb, disrespectful question to come ask a grown superhero? What is your first and last name and address, bitch? What, what are we doing? I just need my phone. I'll pay you double what they pay you. Ooh! What's that song? Yes, I will. I will. Thank you, Kanye. We don't need another hero. Isn't there a song like that? (laughs) I don't need this hero. (laughs) (laughs) And, I mean, I know their questions are to elicit a reaction, and he gave her exactly what she was looking for. I mean, I guess it worked. Technically, everybody's free to do what they want, right? She's free to ask the question. He's free to answer it how he chooses, and she got what she wanted. She got an answer. Um, Yes, and she probably got a promotion. Uh, <laughs> TMZ? Getting, yes. Yeah, she's getting paid more now. Uh-huh. I feel like he, like three quarters into that interaction, he realized what was happening. He's like, shoot, I'm going to, like, this is going to lead to a lawsuit. <laughs> right. Let me just start paying this girl now. Let me start throwing cash at her. But it was a fair question. And I think, you know, just because his wife, quote unquote, has free will, if you're in a position mm-hmm. where there's a power dynamic, like, you don't, I mean, it's, you have free will, but like, do you? Uh, so I'm Kanye West. So I'm going to show you that I'm not a controlling man by taking your phone away from you as a woman and not giving it back. <laughs> yeah. I probably didn't think that one through. <laughs> yeah. The math wasn't mathing there. Oh, no. It mathed hard. Yeah. <laughs> it mathed real hard. It's very accurate, right? All right. Drew Barrymore says that she was catfished by a man on a dating app claiming to be an NFL football player. This guy on my dating app said he was the quarterback for the the Los Angeles Rams. I wrote to him and I was like, oh my God, I went to the first practice games and um, it's nice to meet you. My name is Drew. He was not the quarterback for the LA Rams. He's a musician that thought he was being cute. How should I feel about this? I wasn't trying to like land a football player. I was excited to talk about that I had been at the Coliseum. Mm. If you're going to lie and say you're an NFL player, why would you go quarterback? There's only three of those on the roster. You could have got away with the practice squad or something. And why would you go Rams? <laughs> Even a better question. Hey, it's more believable. Look, if somebody has a profile that says that they were a professional athlete, wouldn't you Google them to make sure that that's accurate before responding to them? Oh, 100%. Oh, okay. yeah. Mama didn't think? raise no fool. I'm Googling them. But Drew, she's just like me. She said she got the ick when this guy started calling her Drewski. 
And then the guy was like, hey, Drewski. And I was like, I hate you. You pissy, deceiving. You've made me feel stupid. I don't know who you are. I don't, I feel so dumb. Why did we have to get off on this foot? I hate you. <laughs> so not only did you lie to me about your identity, but you're also going to give me a cheesy pet name. You. So how'd their first date go? Right. I don't think they went on it. <laughs> All right. Do you remember the summer when artists were getting stuff thrown at them and then artists were like throwing their mics back? It's like Cardi B and also 50 Cent. Well, he's currently being sued by an alleged victim over the, a mic throwing incident. This all has to do with a radio host, act, actually, who is looking for past and future wage loss, medical expenses, and also, quote unquote, unspecified general damages. So the thing is here is there's no video of it, but she did have a big wound on her forehead. So the question is, where did the wound come from? All right. Elon Musk says he's preparing the first person ever to house his technology logical brain trip. I'll tell you if he's going to turn us all into robots on your next eBuzz on the Burt Show. The Burt Show. I too would agree that this is one of the most cringy videos I have ever seen. It's only about 30 seconds long, but man, was it uncomfortable to watch. It's cringy, but honestly, it's icon behavior. So P1 listener Charles sent this to me. It's from an account called Fresh Styled, and it's this video of this woman who has a clearly homemade cake that she's lighting candles on, and it's captioned, when your mom finds out your stepdad messaged the woman she hates, happy birthday. Can we sing happy birthday to me? No. We're going to sing happy birthday to daddy's girlfriend, Kelly. Uh-oh. Because he messaged her happy birthday on Facebook. Mommy went through his phone. So she must be like family, so we're all going to sing to her. Are you ready? Oh, my God. Mom, I'm crying. Happy birthday to kids are there. Yeah. You know what I thought you were about to do? I think you might tell me you're pregnant happy or something. There's like a... I'm about to die. <laughs> Two little kids. So she went through his phone and saw that he, he said happy birthday to who she hates. Correct. Okay. And baked a cake and had the kids gather around, lit yes. the candle, asked him if he wanted to blow it. Wow. And then if he wanted to lick the icing. That yeah. It's a next, different level of petty right there. Next level right there. I mean, I felt so, I mean, kudos to Abby for passing along that gym. I felt so dirty when I watched it. <laughs> I watched it twice. All right. The question in this email here is, should he reveal he used to date men to his current girlfriend? Kristen's got the email. Bert Show, I could use some advice, and I'd like to remain anonymous if possible. I'm a 25-year-old guy, and I'm in a pretty new relationship. What I need to know is how much of my past does she need to know? So when I was in college, I had two different relationships with guys. I went to a really small school out of state. While there, I was open to lots of situations and was really just trying to find out what was right for me. My open and experimental dating life was not something I tried to keep hidden while I was at school. Everyone pretty much knew who I was dating and that I was keeping an open mind. Fast forward to now, I've been out of college and back in my hometown for a few years. I've been on a few dates since college, all with women, but nothing turned into anything more serious until now. I've been dating this girl for about a month and we've just decided to make our relationship exclusive. Since it has been, uh, since it has only been a month, we're still learning more and more about each other. While I want her to know and like all of me, I am wondering if it is necessary to let her know about my dating life in college. I know most people my age are pretty accepting of all situations when it comes to things like that. However, I just wonder if she may feel a bit awkward about it when it comes to someone she is currently dating. I'm really not sure what I'm afraid of and maybe I have nothing to worry about. I just fear that sharing this info might change how she sees me. But I also don't want to keep stuff from her. If she were ever to find out down the road, she would think I was trying to keep it from her. So I'd love to know how much detail a person needs to know about your past dating life. Thanks for the help. All right. So for me, well, why don't you guys go first? Go ahead. 
Okay. Um, I, for me, like, I, I want to know your past dating history because I'm kind of in the same boat with Mo, whereas, you know, in anything else in life, you always get a background check when, when you're making a big commitment. And so I, I don't think this is anything that you should hide. And I think you've really got to ask yourself why you feel some type of way about it. Like, do you feel shame over this? Like, where is that coming from? Because like you said, most people our age and our 20s are going to be very accepting, but it's definitely not something you want to keep from her. Uh, I, I think it's something that you should be upfront about so that if she is weird about it, then you can know as soon as possible and get out of there. Uh, yeah, I think you tell her. I'm a fan of being honest. Y'all know how I feel about the past, but I hear the majority of people say all of the time that the past doesn't matter. So if the past doesn't matter, then why would you be ashamed of telling people about your past? I mean, and I don't even know why you would want to be with somebody if they wouldn't want to be with you if they knew who you really were. I think you should want somebody to accept you for who you truly are and where you've truly been and what you've truly done. So if you share your past and a person doesn't accept you, then I feel like you're better off anyway, so I don't think you should hide it. I don't know where I stand on this issue anymore. I used to really feel like, hey, whatever happened in the past was the past, you know, and now your current is your current. Um, first of all, I think it's only been a month since they've been dating, so I don't even, I, I don't even think you need to talk about this just yet. When it gets super serious and if you really consider, like, this is the person that is your person, then I might bring it up. I, you know, I, without getting into too many details, I've sort of been burned uh, over the course of the last couple of months by revealing too much from my past. And I do feel like, because I'm not proud of some of the things that were on my past and I shared it with somebody I really care about. And now I'm wondering, does that go on my permanent record? Like, no, this has never happened between us. But since you have that in your past, you kind of got a mark against you already. So would you even bring it up or not? But I mean, even a month in, is it not important how you identify? Mm. Like when you're dating somebody? Because I mean, by reading this, I don't want to assume anything, but from reading it, it sounds like he's bisexual. And I think that's important for the person you're dating to know what your preference is and how you identify. But this was back in the day, right? But that doesn't matter that's, if that was back in the day. If he's, if he's attracted matter. to men and women and he's dated men, maybe now he identifies as cis, you know what I mean? And that's that's totally fine, but I would like to know, like... What is cis, straight? Yes. Okay. Um, I, I would like to know, like, what... How, how, I think that's that's important to disclose when you're dating somebody. I think that's important to disclose, like... In the beginning, like if you're pansexual, if you're transgender, if you're huh. cis, if you're bisexual, if you're whatever. So this takes us in a little different direction, but now I'm curious, right? And I haven't had too much time to think about this, only 10 seconds. So I would love to get Katie's opinion on this. So if he had experiences in college where he was with a dude, right, and he has not since, what's the difference between being bi and experimenting? Like, um, would you classify him as bi now, even though this happened to him in his past and hasn't happened since? Well, that's only a question he can answer. That's true. Exactly what Kristen said. Only he can answer that because it could have been just him trying to figure out what he likes. Like there was a time where I said that I was bisexual because I was trying to figure out what I actually liked until I was like, mm, Katie, no, you cannot have a relationship with a man. And then I changed to I'm just straight lesbian. Mm hmm. So that's something he hasn't answered. I remember Katie and I had this debate on our podcast once, and I saw it differently because, okay, like if you're, if you're going to accept that you can experiment and then go back and then identify as straight, right? So, so now you're straight. That's fine. But you experimented with members of the opposite sex in your past. Then what exactly does that make an actual straight person who's never experimented before? How can that be the same? Like, cause I would want to know that if I'm mm. being honest, that it's, I'm like, I'm not judging you for it, but mm -hmm. if, if you are attracted to men and women, any, at any point in your past, yep. and I'm going to spend the rest of my life with you, I'd like to know that that's a part of who you are. So why? Because I think it opens up to different opportunities and um, circumstances that could possibly and potentially happen in my future that I'd like to be aware of if I'm making a decision to spend my life with you. So basically what you're saying is the same thing I said. It sort of goes on your permanent record for now, even though it hasn't happened for years and years and years and years, but it's making you feel insecure in a certain way, even though this was in her past. it I don't know if it's insecure is the word. I just would like to fully understand exactly what I'm getting myself into if I'm marrying you. If I'm not marrying mm -hmm. you, it's irrelevant. But if you're the person I'm going to spend my life with, 
I would like to know what experiences you've had that may actually come up to affect us in the future. And it wasn't like these were just like he experimented and like made out with a person or whatever. He had like full-blown relationships with mm-hmm. with these men. Mm-hmm. So I think that adds another element. I think that he would want to tell her to figure out what type of woman she is because I know a lot of women who will immediately not date a guy if they found out that he used to date men. Like, that's a big thing. So to mm-hmm. know she's his person. Facts. Right. Here's Sarah. Good morning. You're on the Burt Show. Hey, guys. Hello. So this summer, I had a really weird experience. Basically, I've, I've always been a lesbian. I've always, like, identified as that. And I've always dated girls. And then I went on a trip this summer, and I fell in love with a man. And now we're dating. And the second that we started, like, you know, getting together, I disclosed to him right away. Uh-huh. Because I, I wanted to see if, like, that would weird him out, I guess. Not that, like, I was ashamed of it, but, like, mm-hmm. if he was not going to be into it, then I, or if he wasn't okay with that, then I was going to stop right there. Like, I wasn't going to go further with him because that's who I am. But I don't think that he needs to, like, disclose that he's bisexual because, like, just like we wouldn't disclose, like, if we're straight. Like, we wouldn't say, like, I'm straight, mm-hmm. by the way. Like, my past has been straight. Um, so I think it's just really, like, up to him if if. if it's going to bother him that she's weirded out by it, then she should tell him. I appreciate your call. So what's final uh, advice here? Be honest. Be honest about who you are. Yeah, I feel like you can't go wrong if you're just honest and upfront about what your past is. And then if they're not the right person for you, then they're going to take that information and run. It's Bird Show. You're on The Bird Show. So our phone screener, Jackson Kim, did something that you guys probably have seen on the way to the airport before and had a thought. I I know I've had this thought. Man, I want to try that, but have never actually done it. Yes. um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Porsche driving experience. Um, The... I think it's the not, not even it's like their North America headquarters is in Atlanta and it happens to be right next to the airport and when you're driving by you see this like big track this yes. really cool looking building and there's like usually a bunch of cars driving through it yes. and for me as well I've always wanted to do this this has always been like a Atlanta bucket list item for me Mo didn't you get this for birth as a gift No Oh, I was, I was, something happened with it COVID that's what happened uh-huh. Completely forgot about that I sure did get you that as a gift Well you know what Um I think we're out of that phase. I could take that. <laughs> it's not your birthday anymore. <laughs> Eventually, I got one coming yeah, up. You I'm, do. I'm hoping. You do. <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm going to get in trouble from all the actual car people out there because it's Porsche, not mm-hmm. Porsche. Right. So I know right. myself. Yes, it's yep. Porsche. And so um, I told you guys that my girlfriend's parents were in town this last weekend, and we were thinking of activities to do, and they wanted to treat us to this cool driving experience. So, so we were jealous. like, absolutely, we're going to do this, right? And so... Um, my girlfriend and I are pretty big car people, but not in terms of like actual car people. We just have an appreciation for them. We like them. And so does her dad. And so Saturday we decided to make our way over there. We had a 12 o'clock spot for a 90 minute driving session there in two of their like world-class premier cars. Oh my God. Um, That's fire. It was absolutely insane. Now the problem was it was pouring rain on Saturday. So Nerves were a little high because uh, you sign all these waivers, obviously, and they insure the car, but you're still liable for, I think, up to $2,500 in damage for whatever could go wrong while you're out there, right? So you're feeling a little insecure about crashing that car into the wall and in the wet. Exactly, because <laughs> I'm telling you, it was, and it had been raining for like four days prior to that, so everything was just like completely saturated, right? And so the crazy thing is like you get a probably five-minute briefing where they kind of just show you a map of what the track looks like, and there's all these different areas that you guys that you get to play around in but then after that you just jump in the car with uh, an instructor and they start you off a little bit slow just to get like familiarized with the track so you do like you know sort of a practice lab to get yourself you know comfortable with like how this thing handles and like the lay of the land but then after that they're basically like having you push it harder and harder and harder up to what you're comfortable with as you're going and so going around that thing at 22 miles an hour in a Porsche This is fast enough, right? <laughs> Thinking about how much it's going to cost me if I put this into the wall. And um, so there's other people on the, like, we're all out there on the track at the same time. Um, and I noticed like her mom's definitely taking it a little easier. I was ripping this thing as hard as I possibly could <laughs> within, within my limits for sure. And they have also these other areas where um, they'll have like a big hill that has water 
already running down it, and you're supposed to practice how to like um, come out of a slide if your car comes out of control um, while going up it. They have these big circular areas where you practice how to drift and like do donuts and things like that. Wow. Um, it's a really really cool place, and so. Um, at one point, I'm in this circle learning how to, like, get the car sideways and do all this really fun stuff with it. And we're probably a couple minutes into doing this section of the track. And the thing is, this part of the track um, is in the middle of where the main track is. The main track goes around this area. And all of a sudden, we hear this crazy loud bang. And I turn around, and there's a car that crashed and is facing directly at me and right into the guardrail on the other side of me. What? And that would have been the end of my racing. <laughs> it's on the other side of the wall, so there's no chance that you're going to crash into it. There's, you can crash into, the wall has, you know, it's like one of those like safety racing walls, so there's like a little mm-hmm. bit of give in it, but, you know, it was literally directly in front of us. And so, you know, my instructor tells us to stop, and I hear him on his like microphone asking like what's going on, and he's like calling out code red basically. Oh, damn. And I was terrified that it was someone in our group because that would have been just the worst thing in the world, right? Because there's other people on the track as well as mm-hmm. us. And so I'm sitting there and I, I couldn't stop. Like they had to shut down that side of the track. They had everyone stop for like a good 10 minutes. And I'm just sitting there waiting to see someone get up out of this car. And then finally my instructor's like, don't worry, it's no one in your party. And it was <laughs> Thank <such> God. <laughs> yeah, there's somebody on the track. That's, that's trying not to step into the light, but it's not your family. So Selfishly, I was very relieved. He pulled off. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there were pieces of the car had flown all over the place. The airbags deployed. Like it was, wow. it was, wow. it, it was a hard hit. Not and wrong. yeah, that's how a really fun day turns into a really bad day Damn, really quick. Do this man, were I they okay? They ended. They were totally fine. It ended up being completely okay. Um, but they just happened to come around this bend where it's a little bit of a blind hill that you come up over, and people tend to panic and hit the brakes sure. at the top of that, and that's where things can get a little squirrely. So I've done we- something similar to this twice. I did the uh, Richard Petty driving experience when you're in a NASCAR yeah. at Atlanta Motor Speedway, which was awesome. And then I had the very similar experience that you had in Vegas, but it's not just Porsches. They say, which car do you want? It could be a Lamborghini. It could be a Porsche and you pick your own car and it's the same type thing. You're hauling ass around that and they've got an instructor right next to you, but you get to pick your own car. It's amazing. Yeah, it was honestly such a cool experience, but man, I mean, I feel so bad for the guy that ended up wrecking it because these cars that we were in were $280,000. Oh God. (laughs) Yikes. Yeah. What was your top speed? What'd you hit? So in the pouring rain, I think I did pretty well. I got up to like 105 okay. on one of okay. the, the, the back straights, which was a good bit faster than anyone else in our group did. Good for you, man. <laughs> I'll, I'll take you for a ride in my wife's new uh, EV6 GT. Uh, I've been a little faster in that one. Okay, let's do the, it. Is that the one you just killed a raccoon in? <laughs> no, this is the sports car. I got, what? Wait, what? Yeah. I got an EV6 GT oh, from Renee. Yeah, took- I did, Renee did. <laughs> so I got my new EV9, which is an SUV Kia. It's, it's a Kia. awesome. And uh, the other night, Thursday night, Renee goes to pick up Longhorn, and she's crying when she gets back because she hit a raccoon. <laughs> And she's all upset that she killed a raccoon. I'm like, I'm comforting her. It's okay. You didn't mean to kill one of the guardians of the galaxy. But she she was all upset about that. And I didn't think anything of it because she goes, it went up under the car, you know. Oh. And, and I thought, and I thought oh. car versus raccoon, car wins. Every so I'm time. outside yesterday, and I'm looking at the front of my car, and I'm like, you got to be S-ing me. What? It jacked up the front of the car. Oh, He told it to me the same way. And I thought for sure, like, the raccoon was still going to be on the front of the car, just like spread eagle. <laughs> I wish it was. At least I'd make a hat out of it. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. You're poor little Johnny I know. She's I mean, so sensitive. She comes home all crying. I know. Coming in with but, the longhorn, and she's all upset. She's crying. I'm sure you're yeah, like, give yeah, me yeah. my damn steak. Well, get, getting back to the racing part, um, she's got a uh, EV6 uh, GT. Uh, it goes 0 to 60 in like 3.2, 3.4. And I've been on one straightaway where I got up to um, 
126. Okay. Oh, hey, close okay. try, close try. <laughs> <laughs> do not was, run over a raccoon safe. at that speed. Yeah. It was safe. I would not recommend doing that. Wow. Don't do that. I shouldn't do it, but I did. <laughs> All right. That's, that's nice. We're done. Okay. You're on The Burt Show.